It's season 18 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. This season, we are doing it for the people. The holidays are coming, and we're doing it for the people. I want you to join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Support the show at $1, 5 or $10 a month. At that top fangirl level, you'll have access to the full video versions of the show. Lots of fun. We love you. Now let's rock this next episode. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, ladies and gentle man, <laughs> wherever you are out there. Frank, we love Eric. you. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Tom. Uh, this is Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am Angela Reed of regionfarmgirl.com. My co-host is Shay Elliott and my be- my very best girlfriend, <laughs> my very best girlfriend uh, of the elliotthomestead.com, 2,000 miles away. It's been a really long time since we've seen each other, so feel lots of sorry for us. We are looking <laughs> at each other on Zoom. If you're on Patreon, we are looking you, looking at you on Zoom slash Patreon right now. And what we're doing is we're here with Red Lips, both of us today. No denim jumpers. We are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. And this is the season uh, where so many homemakers want to, like, go the extra mile. We can't help ourselves. We want to. Some of us are a little um, burned out by going the extra mile year after year at this time of year. And so our season theme this season, season 18, is do it for the people. And that's what we're talking about. We're looking at everything from our wardrobes to making food. And we're just going to talk about serving the people and staying sane and um, not a martyr in the meantime, because it's not about just bleeding out on this altar of being a homemaker. It's about the condition of our heart and doing it with joy and the reality that sometimes it really does suck. And uh, we have to just keep it. We have to embrace the suck, as Shay would say. So she's that was a heck of an she's intro. like, did I say that? No, I was just like, well done. Yes, well you do have done. to embrace the suck. The end. The end. Sometimes the suck is dried pine needles in a tree that needs watering all the time. And yep. Well, it's funny. I, I texted and, Angela this yeah. morning and I said, What do you want to talk about? And I was feeling kind of together and ambitious at this point. And Angela's like, How about Before surviving? <laughs> I was, no, I said, How about entertainment? Oh. Not entertaining. Like, how about? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was my joke. You're right. I did. I was like, Let's talk just about surviving. Yes, let's talk about surviving. Because I'm always yeah, two, hours, I'm two later, hours ahead of you. Yep. So I always get sideswiped two hours before you do. Right. Two My hours later, I was like, yes, let's talk before. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that. Um, because it's it's one of those days. In fact, before we came in here to record, I looked around at Stuart and I said, I have been working all day. I have used up all of my energy and yeah. every single thing in this house needs to be done. Like there wasn't a place for my eye to go and be like, okay, but that's okay. It's all right. Look, the kitchen's clean. You're going to be fine. It um, was... It's so funny you say that because that's what I say to Joel. I say, there's nowhere for my eye to land and go, <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah. If my eye, if you know what, it's like follow the bouncing ball. Like you're watching Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas the Tank Engine. Mama's crashing. Like, <laughs> the little ball on the words. And if you're your 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 eye, my eye goes like boing, boing, boing around the house. And if I ever find a pocket that looks beautiful, that's why silly things like um 
a lovely new tea towel or a hand towel in the bathroom or a bouquet of flowers or a lit candle because your eye can just land there and go take a hot minute yeah <laughs> at least there's just, that at, at least, least there's that there's that but it is a little unnerving when you're um falling falling following the bouncing ball and <laughs> there's no peace so yeah oh yeah um speaking of no peace <laughs> Oh, what sort of terrible segue. <laughs> this is season our sponsor, 18 I'm of cry. Homemaker Chic. <laughs> is sponsored by World Watch News. <laughs> we pine for world peace, we do. But as we're understanding the events of the world, we invite you to visit World Watch Dot news. This is news for students that's produced by Christian journalists. So you can go in, see the headlines every weekday. They produce a 10 to 13 minute overview of what's going on in the world. They cover a huge range of relevant worldview topics and school subjects. And if you use the code homemakerschic, go to worldwatch.news, you can get an entire month for free. That's what? Tw five, 10, 20? free episodes yeah. that you can watch. So this is an opportunity for those of us who have children or frankly, those of us who need to temper what's going on in the world so it can come through a way of like proper news literacy, right? Mm -hmm. And not just um, dumpster fire that's all over the news these days. Biblical discernment, they make it fun. They do a really good job of presenting the world topics and you get to tour the world in 10 minutes every weekday that's great it's great and i know a lot of people are still like really married to their news source a lot of people they they've been getting their news from a certain place they love it but i know that you have that thought like is there another idea yeah is there another vantage point i could look at this from and so i invite you to do that for a month just just bring in yeah. another like the more ideas the better yeah <laughs> right yeah so they bring do in another vantage point at, for a month and just see what you think. Yep. Yeah. They do a really good little, um, you know, sometimes teachers use this in their classroom. Of course, parents mm -hmm. present this to their children. Like I said, some people just use it for themselves, even if they don't have children. Um, but on their website, they talk about kind of what they see in people who bring in news from this source. And I mm -hmm. think it's really good. A sparked wonder at how God made the world, increased mm -hmm. compassion and curiosity of the world logical conversations with adults and students about world happenings, boosted confidence in and awareness of current events, and thoughtful prayers for the people behind the headlines. Imagine that. You're yeah. not just complaining. You're actually doing the work of praying for the people that you see. It's a great, great opportunity. So worldwatch.news, code homemakerschic for an entire month for free. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to give a plug. Okay. Oh, here comes my 18-year-old. Hold on. Golly. I need a red light outside my... Yes? Golly. They don't talk to you that much when they're that age. When you So when you hear, hey, mom, you're like, <laughs> your heart quickens. <laughs> um. I went to see Napoleon, and I'm just going to tell all of you on the fence, if you've been wanting to see it, go see it. Do not listen to the reviews. 
Mm. I'm really sad that it's not, excuse me. I'm really sad that it's not getting a lot of play. Like it's not really getting any, gaining any steam. And that's too bad. It's Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. Amazing. Um, It's a, what's his name film? Uh, Master and Commander, A Good Year. What's Mm. his name? Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley, yeah, Ridley Scott film. Amazing. The soundtrack is out of this world. Uh, a few times, like I had to like scoop my jaw up the way the music was timed with what you were watching. It was beautiful. And if you're a Francophile or at all a history nerd, I would go see it. Napoleon well, was a little weird, and wasn't Napoleon Joaquin was Phoenix from Corsica, nails it. wasn't he? He was from Corsica. Corsica. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Alba, like the island he was exiled to. Yeah, is that right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Here's another plug. Um, I just listened, and I should remember where Napoleon is from because there's a great podcast called The Rest is History. I've talked about it on this show before. Oh my gosh, Two- Shay, I love it. You got me hooked on them. I listened to the fashion one. I nerded it's out. The best. On it's that the best podcast, podcast. The last time. See, we're going to talk about entertainment today because it is like, okay. no, I'm you know, serious. dark at two o'clock. You need some entertainment. I, I, I appreciate all of you who listen to Homemaker Chic, but being on this side of the microphone and producing this type of a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, when I plug in, I can't listen to anything like this because to me it's work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have to go into la la land to actually put my mind at rest. And it makes me sad. Like I can't go to YouTube to relax. I can't go to Instagram to relax. I can't listen to like homemaking fun. I don't listen to any podcasting to relax because right. nope. it's nope, all it's work to me yeah and i know all these people and it's all connected Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i have to go far far away and the rest is history podcast is my little corner of the world where i go and i'm listening to the jfk assassination the four-part jfk assassination they did one on martin luther king i mean these guys kill it so wait you you that was a hard like did they do napoleon they did napoleon Okay. They did I... Napoleon. And okay. I'm like, Napoleon's Italian? <laughs> like it was, it's confusing how he yeah. was like born in Corsica and then he schools up in France, but like, but he's Corsican, so like they don't accept him. And it's like this weird did they go into that in the movie at all? Um, no. Okay. No. They did. He has a really interesting childhood education history that they go into in napoleon's podcast okay no they kind of start right at his like maybe not early military career but like right before it kind of crescendos okay Okay. and truth be told i got mexican carry out and snuck it into the theater oh my gosh (laughs) how do you do oh i got skills man like we brought a full are you a double d or is that an enchilada (laughs) Is that an enchilada or are you just happy to see me? I, I just, Shay's gone. She's doubled over. Um, no, I, yeah, we snuck okay. a Mexican in okay. like a full well. meal. And so we missed like the first 10 seconds. So we're like running in like, ah. oh my gosh. Um, no, it sort of, sort of starts like right when he's about to, it's incredible. Um, I think one of the things I really, really enjoyed the movie. And a lot of people, um, I'd like to talk to other people that have seen it. Because I, like I said, I'm sad that it's not getting the 
the traction. Some of his Ridley Scott's that. movies don't that? do that. I don't know, like Robin Hood, Ridley Scott's Robin Hood is amazing. That's a great mm. movie with Russell Crowe, like long, 10 years ago or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, mm. oh shoot, what was I saying? I don't think he's oh, probably a particularly nice guy in person, but man, Russell Crowe's a great actor. I could watch him all day. Yeah, could he just like come back? Could he just go get buff and everything? He looks, he's just, he's just gone down the tank health-wise. <laughs> he looks very unhealthy, let me yeah. just say. Well, he looks, yeah, sad. Shoot, I was going to say something about Napoleon. Oh, okay. History nerd. There are some scenes where you are just, they've never been done in movies before. The Battle of Austerlitz has never been done like that before. It's incredible. When he's in uh, Egypt and discovering mummies and things like that, like you don't often get to see Egypt and the pyramids like mm -hmm. for real. And I'm not talking like some 1950s Ten Commandments movie. I mean like really well done it, you just feel like mm -hmm. you're there and it made me giddy there were a few scenes where i just thought oh can we have more of these kind of movies more of mm -hmm. these kind of scenes in movies where you're he blows the dust off a mummy's face at one point and you're like this is so awesome mm. it's really good it's really good do you know when i'm left on my own okay imagine shay's family is far far away but she has a laptop <laughs> once a year okay okay Okay. I will watch one of two things. I will watch one of four things. I will watch A Good Year, Ridley Scott a good and year. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Duh. I will watch yeah. You've Got Mail. I will True. watch any show, no matter how poor it's done, on sharks. Or, and this is my favorite, I will watch any show on Egypt that has ever been made, ever. I Oh, Curse of the Mummy. Devour. Da, da, da. No, Whatever I don't mean like, trashy. like any... Any National Anything. Geographic, Untombing yes, the yes. Pyramid Secrets. I am I am there for it. Like Stuart has said, if you weren't who you are, you would have been an Egyptologist. I would be, I would be out like <laughs> dusting crap off of. I would be yeah, out for sure. crap. Yep, I absolutely. love it. Do you want a recommendation for the winter yes, in your earbuds? Yes, I do. Yes, a book I do. recommendation? No, I can't there take is... a book recommendation. Do you know why? Can Oh, no. Because I've been reading, I have been really proud, and my I already got a book recommendation, and I swore I would do it, and it is The Count of Monte Cristo, and it is 1,100 pages long. I will be reading it until I am 40. That's such an excellent story. I'm so proud of it. I know. Shay. And Jennifer Scott's reading it with me. She, she was really sweet. She sent me this bookmark. Hi, Jennifer. Sent me this bookmark of pressed flowers that she had made. Mm-hmm. And I said, I tucked it right into the Count of Monte Cristo. I'm on page 50, by the way. And she goes, I've always wanted You're to read that. Screwed. And I was like, let's go, girl. <laughs> it won't take 50. you long to catch up. <laughs> um, the first 50 you pages. You only read one book at a time? I am only reading one book at a time. I am being so disciplined. And you know what? I'm knocking them down like flies. I have turned myself into a reader. And if you are well, part of this podcast, like over you know, the last like year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I turned myself yeah. into somebody who lifts weights. Like, yeah, I'm strong now and I can lift really heavy things. And that happened during the course of this podcast. And also in the course of this podcast, I have turned myself into a reader. 
And I'm really proud of that. So I'm going to read The Count of Monte Cristo. And then you know what's after that? Dante's Inferno. <gasps> Stu teaches really? Dante. And Georgia have, just read like, Dante. I a 120 year old copy of it and it's mm -hmm. falling apart, like legit falling apart. People have probably seen it like in my YouTube videos, just like precariously in between yeah. other old books. I grabbed it the other day. I'm like, this thing is moth ridden and crumbling. I said to the girls, I'm like, should I get rid of this piece of junk? They're like, no. I'm like, yeah. you can barely even see that it's Dante anymore. Yeah. Well, Georgia's reading it okay. this year for one of her classes. So over breakfast, who are, her and Stuart will have these incredible talks on Dante and the levels of hell and this and that. And I feel so left out. <laughs> I feel so left out. I never read Dante. But like, this is still an ongoing conversation. And mm -hmm. sorry, I'm derailing. We'll go back to your recommendation in a second. But I think this That's is okay, one of the really I wanted neat to talk about entertainment. I think it's great. about classical yeah. literature. It's like when Stuart explained this to me, I wasn't classically educated. And he explained most it to of me us when we were, Shay, but I know when we were going, we might have over... been attracted to classical things, but most of us weren't classically educated. Right, right. The idea is that you are joining into the conversation that's been going on for as long as people have been people. Who are we? Where are we from? What's the point? And people have wrestled with these topics. Dante wrestled with mm -hmm. these topics. You know, there's great literature that's written. And when you read it, you get to participate in that conversation with people across centuries. And I love that idea. Like people were reading Dante hundreds of years ago. And Dante is so, it's such a cool story because he was from Florence. He loved Florence. He was exiled from Florence for his work. And just, maybe it was last year, they lifted his ban as like some sort of grand symbolic gesture, gesture, you know, 600 years later or whatever it was. Yeah. Isn't that G crazy? Thanks. Yeah, gee, uh -huh. thanks. Um, he died in exile. Anyway, so I've got The Count of Monte Cristo. I've got Dante. And then I will read whatever you recommend. Oh, this is just, this isn't like a trashy beach read, which is what I call like paperbacks that women read on the beach in the mm -hmm. summer. But it's just like modern fiction, I guess mm -hmm. it's called. So there's this guy. I discovered him, I don't know, 20 years ago or whatever. His name's Wilbur Smith. I think I've read almost all of his books. I suppose they're like more of a man's book, the way yes. they're written. You know, I mean, yes. written by a man, obviously. Um, they're not romance novels by any sense of the mean or, or anything fluffy like that. Um, but what sort of started me on this journey to finding him was we had um, when I was in high school we had really good friends that are Assyrians that were Assyrians so Assyrians are Christian Iraqis Christ and there's like not very many of them left in Iraq these days and I remember I'll never forget like their home it was decorated like so cool so Middle Eastern and they had this really incredible bronze like um bas relief of his the husband's sister and she had been killed by saddam hussein and they had left iraq to come to america like if he stepped foot in iraq again he would have been killed like it was a big deal mm -hmm. and so they had this bas relief of her and she was like in military whatever uniform and they um lent me this book called the assyrian 
amazing. And so it's really kind of like diving into, you know, the pagan side of the culture, like in the book of Daniel, you know, like, like that part of the Bible. This book is incredible. It's like this thick. Nick, uh, Nicholas Guild, I think. I think it's out of print. You probably can find it. It's called The Assyrian. It's it's excellent. It's an epic. Okay. It's an epic story. Oh, fun. Okay. I'm going to write yeah. this down. Yeah. So it's called The Assyrian. And it really gives you like the backstory as a believe as a Christian, you understand like what Jonah was why Jonah didn't want to go. He was like, I'm not going to Nineveh. He's like, oh, heck no. (laughs) These people are gross. They are mean and nasty and they are violent. They are, ugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the Assyrian is, you know, Nebuchadnezzar and um, what's the other guy's name in the Bible? Ash, Ash, King, Ash. There's another A-S-H. You'd you'd know it if I said it. And then they borrowed me this book called. They borrowed me this book? Yeah, yeah. How Midwestern of me. That's not a thing. Um, Something Nineveh. And so it's about, it's it's more of an archaeological book. And it's about the discovery of Nineveh. This, I don't, I think it was a British archaeologist. And he was on the train between the Tigris and the Euphrates or whatever. And kept seeing like these mounds. And he actually discovered the ancient city of Nineveh. So I got like turned on. I love history. That was my oh, favorite yeah. part of growing up. I um, I went to homeschool, private school, and public school. And when I was homeschooled, I, like, really dove into, like, Mesopotamia and all the beginnings of, like, the Fertile Crescent and all that. And I just nerded out. Loved Egypt. Loved all that. So mm-hmm. I got you there. Um, oh, yeah. But so they kind of turned me on to these epic stories of ancient times. And that's sort of how I discovered Wilbur Smith because I was at the library when we first got married and I was trying to find more of the like. So Wilbur Smith wrote this fabulous, sick book, just great, called River God. And it's written so real that you think it's real. I mean, like he opens up saying like this story was discovered in an alabaster um Mm. vase in a tomb and like I nerded out it was right when the internet was like coming I'm like is this a real story you know (laughs) but they wrote River God and then he wrote River God and then he wrote like a modern uh part two where they go back and then dig up everything that he references in River God called um the seventh scroll check it out Wilbur Smith, River well, God, the seventh, scroll, the seventh Scroll, like just so good. And then as a believer, again, with like the Nineveh and the Assyrian and the Egypt, like you're making all these connections. They're talking about like the Hittites. I mean, I don't think even modern like secular culture acknowledged the Hittites for a long, long time until like in the last hundred years when things were discovered. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry, I'm a history nerd. I'm nerding out on everybody right now. Sorry. <laughs> Why don't you send me a box of those books and let me borrow them for the winter? Yeah. Well, I you just have, have little paperbacks. Have I've read them so many times they're like falling apart. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Jeez. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Toops & Co. is your beauty source for being homemaker chic. So remember this code, Fall Beauty. One word, Fall Beauty, for 10% off gorgeous designer quality makeup from Toops & Co. 
You don't have to sacrifice quality to use cosmetics that are free from hormone-disrupting chemicals, parabens, preservatives, and more. Mineral makeup, liquid foundations, a face primer to swoon over. This company has been created by our friend Emily, and she has taken the time to create quality makeup with ingredients that you can feel good about. Makeup, skincare, she's taking it to an entirely new level. I want you to try the red wine lipstick, the long lash mascara, the cream cheek tint. There are makeup brushes and even sample sets for you. So visit Toops, that's T-O-U-P-S, toopsandco.com and use the code FALLBEAUTY at checkout for 10% off or simply visit the Homemaker Chic podcast page on Instagram and click that red button that says beauty. If you are looking for quality kitchen products that are ethically sourced and in your price range, Angela and I invite you to visit Kui Housewares, that's K-O-O-I, housewares.com forward slash Homemaker Chic and use code BLESSED10. This is a wonderful family-run business that was created over 10 years ago to offer high quality products to us homemakers that are designed to last and benefit our homes, especially our kitchens. So often we can spend our money on the wrong products, products that don't stand up to the workload. Kui Housewares has put the hard work in of finding products that are high quality, name brand, and products that are fully backed by manufacturer's warranties. They make it easy to shop everything from cake decorating supplies to canning supplies. While you're shopping Kui Housewares, be sure to check out the superb canning lids. If you didn't think a canning lid could get better than it is, you've never tried superb lids. They seal beautifully because of a thicker rubber seal, and they don't ever rust because of five layers of corrosion prevention. And they're made in the USA. Visit KuiHousewares.com forward slash Homemaker Chic, use code BLESS10, and enjoy shopping around this wonderful store. Here we are, that season where we tuck into our homes and make them cozy and comfortable for ourselves and the people we love. Tuck in with American Blossom Linens and receive 20% off your purchase of bedding, sheets, pillows, towels, and more. American Blossom Linens are American-grown and made cotton products that are woven to last a lifetime. That's right. These beautiful products are grown, spun, and woven in the USA. As a Homemaker Chic listener, you've heard us share our thoughts on the concept of better, not more. And so we're right here with you, dressing our homes in American Blossom's finest quality products. And as your home economist, you can enjoy 20% off with the exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20. With a two-year return policy, made in the USA, and free shipping, you cannot go wrong. Visit American Blossom Linens today. Duvet covers, sheets, towels, pillows, inserts, and more. AmericanBlossomLinens.com with the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 at checkout. I want you to visit HotRugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. You wash them, they start curling up on the ends, they just don't have that designer look that you want. Why not dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman? I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion? Nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. And now you can use the coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off one of these beautiful pieces. Here's a designer tip. Give your home an instant professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. So you know you gotta go to House of Tokuman and check them out over on Instagram because she's always updating her feed with new rugs. And then use the exclusive code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made or copy replicas sold here. House of Tokuman can be found at hotrugs.net 
That's hotrugs.net and use that coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20. So, and I will send you one that I just finished that I think you will really like called Paris in the Present Tense. Again, Ooh. you put it really well. Mark Helprin, he wrote A Winter's Tale, which is he's most known for. This is he's lesser known for this one. Um, okay. It is written by a man. It sort of feels like it's for a man. Incredible. I had to mm -hmm. I had to keep telling myself when I was reading it to slow down because he's mm. incredibly eloquent with his words and you're meant to to sort of devour them slowly. You know, mm -hmm. it'll be a scene where somebody's walking on the sidewalk and it's a paragraph on the color of the sky. And like, you actually have mm -hmm. to slow your modern mind down to read all of the words because they're all there for a reason. But you would probably mm -hmm. really enjoy it because the entire thing is set in Paris and it's this neighborhood and this and this and this. And I'm like, I don't know what oh, yeah. you're talking about. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and even oh, still, great. Um, it, it's a book on just sacrificial love and hope. And um, okay. it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Cool. So a few book recommendations for you all. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the history podcast called again? Making the rest is history. Uh, the rest is history. Go so listen I to did. the JFK once. You... Have you okay. listened to it? No, I haven't. But do, okay. do I need to like coordinate that with anything else? Like with Rogan and what's his name? Mm -mm. Who's, who's the movie director that Rogan has on? It's doing a ton of research about JFK. No, no, no. Just listen to this. Okay. One of the things I didn't realize about JFK is that he was an incredibly sickly man. He, oh, he had so scarlet sick. fever. Like his back was like opened up and collapsing. His, his spine was, was collapsing. Doing for his... Oh, yeah. He was. He sick. had all the venereal yeah. diseases. Oh yeah, just girl. all of them. <laughs> just chronic BD. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, Marilyn, amongst others. Um. Yeah, it was it was fascinating. And then, you know, his he was on this ship in World War Two that was hit by a Japanese destroyer, splits the ship in half. It yeah. goes down and he literally drags a wounded man four hours of swimming in the open ocean to an island. And he's dragging yeah. this man on an inner tube with his teeth and no no spine as it were. I mean, it's just a really incredible story. Just Yeah. And and I think a lot of people like they don't they don't um they don't Yes. No, I'm locked. You can wait. Sorry. Um a lot of people don't even know that. Like he it's called profile he wrote a book, Profiles in Courage. <clears throat> he wrote a book about that um experience, I think. Mm. Don't know. Yeah. Um, and like, they just don't know. They don't know that he was sick. They don't know that his back was like, like, just jacked he was up. Sick. Yeah. Unintended. Just... He was just sickly. Yeah. And very he manipulated another... by his dad. And yeah. Yeah. He had another disease that I can't remember the name of, but it was like a name, like a person's name, but it basically gave him the, he couldn't ward off any infection. And mm. anyway, it's, 
fascinating. And I haven't even gotten to the assassination yet. Like, yeah, it's just so fun. So great okay. content for well, sure. All that to say is when you okay. told me about them a few months ago, I just had so much fun. I listened to the two fashion fashion actions. in the London in the 60s. And that was so fun because, yeah, again, nerd, when Cruella DeVille, the Disney movie, came out a few years ago, I was so excited because they really took such a great, they paid an homage to like the whole London fashion scene. I loved what they did with that. And those guys, those guys are so knowledgeable about the flipping London fashion scene, like right around the era of like yeah. the invention of the miniskirt and Twiggy and their insight into fashion. I was driving on an eight-hour trip, and I was giddy. I was yep. like elated. I knew you just would be listening to them. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah, so fun. I so listened fun. to. I mean, the Library of Alexandria. I mean, they, that was they great do, too. That was that excellent. Was the Library yeah. of Alexandria was an excellent episode. Yeah, mm -hmm. we should have them on. We should. <laughs> okay, this is Let's my talk about the history of homemaking my, on the rest right? of history podcast. <laughs> Hello. This is my platform on history. I think that when you read and you expose yourself to history, not just maybe your particular thing, like if you love the Civil War, but then if you expose yourself to Egyptology and even the history of fashion and Napoleon and whatever, you you know, when you watch like a um like a spy movie or something and they're or a, a a detective movie and they have that big wall of things up and they have all the push pins and they're connecting all the you know what I mean mm -hmm. where they take all the mm -hmm. push pins and the string and they try to connect everything that's what starts to happen to you as you read more and take in more history like reading and history you start to be able to connect the dots you hear something whether it's an artistic technique that somebody just references in a book in a very descriptive book like what you were saying uh, or it's like a, a period of history, or it's a, a cut mm -hmm. of a dress, your mind expands and you can start connecting the dots and the world just becomes so much more interesting. If you think the world has become boring and mundane and dull and beige, like read more and take in more history. I remember telling Stu one time, up who is, again, going back to classical education, that I notice people not this, I'm painting with broad strokes, but people who have a classical education have the ability to sort of like suck back up. Imagine like there's a room filled with things, okay? And we're just in it and we can't see it all. Like Stuart has this ability to like come away and get a bird's eye perspective of things like mm -hmm. like you were saying he can see where i'm just flapping around he has the ability to like remove himself from the situation and understand that whole big map that you were talking about mm. on the wall and see how mm -hmm. it's all connected and see oh yeah and this is like this conversation that's been going on since the 400s and you see some of that in church history where yeah you see modern churches wrestling with things that people have wrestled with before and actually dealt with and it blows my mind that you know there are creeds and confessions that are no longer used in christian churches and you think people thought 
about these. Like people right. died for these things. Like, for example, was Christ the actual son of God? Was he fully God? And mm -hmm. was he fully man? Okay. Now mm -hmm. we can just take that answer for granted because it's in our creeds and confessions that he is fully mm -hmm. God and he is fully man. They had to come to that. Like there was yep. lively debate and, you know, spirited thought and heretical statements and burnings at the stake. Like these were things that people wrestled with. And when we don't study them, we literally throw yep. away thousands of years of work and thought and progress. Yes. Yes. It's a bizarre thing to do and think, oh, if there was yeah. only an answer for this question. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. And like, I might not say this correctly. Okay. So don't... <laughs> but it's almost narcissistic in that people are so in the here and now. And mm -hmm. like, this is our immediate culture. And this is what I immediately know. And I have these questions and and not being willing to do the due diligence or to, to it's hard like it's all but but like it's easy it to be narcissistic to, and just think in the here and now it's a lot harder to have yeah. like actually studied and thought about these things in any kind of a real way but i guess and again i'm not going to say this very delicate delicately but like how dare we think we were the first generation or culture to have these thoughts of course like yeah they've been thought out and fleshed out and toiled over and lives given for for so long yes. like let's look back yes yes <laughs> you know listen yeah. any emotion that you have that you think go read the psalms right i mean <laughs> What human emotion would you like? Right. It's, you know, are you sad? You think things are just really, really, really bad? Go read Job. Mm hmm Go read the Proverbs. I mean, or go read Ecclesiastes. There is nothing I was just going to say, the feeling, <laughs> feeling homemaker, feeling like you're There you're is nothing the new under the sun. And to me, yeah. that's really good yeah. news. Like, we don't have to do the mm -hmm. heavy lifting in mm -hmm. so many ways which is yeah it's great news you know we have the answers in in um in so many things and we have we can gain perspective and stand on the shoulders of people who have gone before us who have thought about these things yeah that's a great way yeah that's great and and when you say it. when you study history you get to appreciate those things don't yeah. throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, okay. Here's something that maybe you can help me with. I, okay. We're, we're talking about entertainment. I'm already anticipating winter. You guys know me, not my best performance winter. <laughs> so I'm trying to think ahead to a few fun things that I would like to do just to have things on the calendar. And you know how Spotify will give you your end of year roundup for what you listen mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Turns out I'm in the top 0.5% of Madeline Peru, Peru fans, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which makes sense. Wow. Um, Sean Mendez was number two. So lest you think I'm highbrow, I am not. <laughs> and number three was this really great Portland band who I love called Pink Martini. 
uh, yeah. love Pink Martini. Have you ever seen them in concert? They're coming Have here in them? January. That's what I'm saying. They're Have coming to like my them? little town. No. Shay, you have to go. I am going. There's That's what I'm saying. Do you get saying. tickets? Yes. Oh, this is I'm what I'm so saying. Glad. Shay, they're so good in concert. Yes. They're so I'm good. really excited. It's at the end of January. So I'm like, I have all of January to look forward to going. Isn't that going to be so fun? So if you are unfamiliar with Pink Martini, they are this sort of um, fusion between orchestra and standards. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the vocalist is really talented. I mean, she's, you know, soprano. It's just like this perfect melange. How many members of... are there? Like 15? Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. Try, I, it's been, I haven't seen them. And percussionists. Yeah, I bet, it, and... I bet I haven't seen them in, I think I've seen them a couple times, but I think the most okay. recent was probably like 12 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They it's... are so good. I'm so excited for you. Yay. I am really excited too and i'm going to yeah. take georgia which is really exciting so it's just yeah. it's just going to be fun so i'm trying to put a few small like thoughtful things on the calendar for entertainment just a okay. little nugget to kind of keep you going mm -hmm. i don't have anything for february yet so if anyone has any suggestions again not my best not my best performance typically mm -hmm. in february so that's what I got so okay. far. What do you got? Well, music. That's what I was getting at. What music okay. are you listening to? I need some new, I need some new stuff. I don't, you know me. I don't listen to, um, I'm going to Google something here and see. I don't listen to new music. I listen to the same crap a lot. Um, <sighs> me too. Yeah, I oh, tell me this isn't sold out yet. I have a what? funny story about what, something I want to go to. Uh, I don't. I listen to the same stuff all the time. I mean, if right now I'm on Christmas, like I'm a buddy the elf. I'm all Christmas. I'm all Christmas. And the bugger is a year ago today, or maybe it was a couple days ago, we went and saw Harry Connick in concert in milwaukee and that was like my life changing yes. event like yes. that was a game changer um and now we're like all mad because he's doing the same tour in australia and <laughs> please come home i actually got choked up the other day because i was listening to him he sings this song called when my heart finds christmas and it's just one of my all-time favorite christmas songs him singing it and when he sang it at the concert, like I grabbed Amelie's hand and I just started sobbing because I have been listening to this song for years. And to, we were like third row and to, he was singing it to us, you know, and just like it's not hardly Christmas without Harry Connick, without a mm. Harry Connick uh, concert. And at the same time, that memory of hearing that song sung live music. I yes. cannot say enough about live music. Whatever you have to do to configure your life so that you and your family are regularly exposed to live music, whether it's the free concert at the Episcopal Church, I don't care, <laughs> go find an organ concert, a strings concert, a piano, somebody playing live piano in a hotel lobby, who cares? Go listen to live music. Um, 
That's one of my most favorite Agreed. memories of my whole life. And I met Princess Diana. So for me to say that is a big deal. But <laughs> hearing him sing that song was like, it was unbelievable. And I had the memory of it just come washing over me the other day when I was decorating for Christmas because the song started playing. And so all that to say is I listened to a lot of Harry Connick Christmas, but he has one album, his most recent Christmas album, which is only Apple. It's like an Apple exclusive. And sadly, it's worth it. It's a good album. Um, but I just listened to a lot of Charlie Brown Christmas and Harry Connick and Ella at Christmas mm, time. Yeah, Ella Fitzgerald's kind of on my rotation. And yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe this is our generational difference showing, but I I do Michael Buble. That's my Christmas yeah, album see, of choice. My, that is my Christmas yeah. poison on repeat over and over and over again. I love him. Yeah. I know you do. <laughs> I like him, but I he's no very kind. Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of entertainment, okay. you know how much I love the movie Christmas Vacation. Yes. It's kind of sick and disturbing. At the same place where we saw Harry Connick last year, Chevy Chase and his wife are coming. They're going to do a live screening of the movie and then a live Q&A with <laughs> Clark W. Griswold. <laughs> and I really think I need to go. Sure. My husband's like, absolutely not. <laughs> He's like three hours away. No, like, you know what? Does this, but this is a big is this deal. what old people do? Because I feel like my grandpa, you know, he <laughs> was always... What old, are you I'm calling serious, me old? I'm calling myself old, too. Like, okay, my grandpa used to always buy tickets. Our little high school here will put on a play mm -hmm. every Apple Blossom Festival. And he would always buy my whole family tickets. We couldn't afford to do something like that. And he would buy, you yeah. know, 13 tickets and we'd all go and fill the row. And it would be, you know, the Music Man or Hello, Dolly or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you go and you think, oh, Grandpa, this is going to be silly. And then you, like, enjoy it. Like, even the high school because production. Because live performances are amazing. Live performances. There is something about it. Stuart and his brother, they play, when Jeremy's in town, he'll play a blues night. So it's Monday night, a bunch of blues musicians, local brewery, and mm -hmm. people will just get up and do a half an hour set. You never know who you're going to play with. You just, okay, there's a mm -hmm. bassist, there's a guitarist, there's a drummer, yeah. there's a singer. And so it's always just kind of kind of patched together. And they went and did that the other night. And I had to take the kids to jujitsu, came home. And I was like, you know what? They're going to be another hour. I'll get the kids settled and I'll just pop down there. So I did. And I popped mm -hmm. up and I sat at the bar by myself because they were up playing guitars. Loved yeah. it. Good for you. Just yeah. loved it. I just sat there and had my cider and watched them play. And it was just joyful. It is. It's live mm. performances. It could be poetry reciting. It could be a play. It could be music. And our community has a lot of those things. And we haven't really participated in them as well as we mm -hmm. should have. And now that the kids are a little bit older, they can participate in it. And I guess my spirit's getting a little older because it's like, I think I want to go see a play. Was there a play around okay, here? Henry Fonda. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I It sounds silly, but I I do think that that's maybe it's like a we take our like the older, the younger kids stay home and we go out with the older kids. So 
because we're in a vacation community, we have so much live music here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can actually, depending on where you stand, you'll hear it coming from like my friend's backyard. You can hear three different venues coming mm -hmm. into her backyard. Mm -hmm. um, but I love it. I mean, we'll go. It'll be like 830 at night. Hey, you want to go into town? Yeah. Cherry tones are playing. Okay, let's go. You know, like, and it is, there is something about it that we've just, I don't know, lost because, because we live in this amazing time where we can push play. Yeah. And for the millennia, that wasn't an option. If you wanted to hear a story told, somebody had to memorize it and tell it around a campfire or actually learn to play the violin. I was just going to say somebody better have a fiddle. Across the wagon trail. Because that's you know, the only way you're having music. Somebody better have a fiddle. <laughs> you know, yeah. And so it's actually really, really a beautiful. Like, we need to remember mm -hmm. how decadent it is that we can just turn on Spotify and play music. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. It can but also take away, don't you think, some of the... As beautiful that as that is, it's kind of desensitize us to how special it is to have somebody play or sing for you. That's amazing. Especially because we're getting so, the best of the best. You're listening to the best people in the world doing these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you really are, like, you're being just blasted with diamonds all the time. So I think it does yeah. really desensitize you to some of those things. Sorry, my so just children even what, just got Even what's off. really involved in like a um, just a raw performance. That totally. It, totally. That a, a raw voice sounds different than a studio voice. That sounds yeah. different than uh, yeah. that's the vocal thing they do. And, you know. I might have told and, you this. You know, I. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I just even love it when I'm listening to a jazz recording and you you can tell they're all playing together. Yes. Like, obviously, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a so there's solos and stuff, and you're like, okay, this isn't like a, a pop band where each person goes into the studio one at a time and cuts their track, you know? I mean, there's just something about seeing somebody, you know, when we went to this jazz club in Paris and just, like, watching it. We, like, wormed our way to the front, and it's, like, this little tiny room, like, the size of my living room, and I was watching, like, the eye contact, like, what was going on. And I kept looking behind me and I said to the girls, I'm like, I think they're going to invite somebody on stage. Something's going on. Like, I can see them kind of like nodding that somebody just walked in the room or whatever. And sure enough, like they're leaning over, whispering, whispering. And this guy like legit pulls a trumpet out of his coat, gets up on stage and they just <laughs> melt faces at two in the morning. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. But like, so when you get to when you ex are there for live m music, like you're a part of that. Like mm -hmm. your facial expression and your applause and maybe how close you are in proximity to the stage or whatever. Like you're, you're a participant. Yeah. Not just a consumer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's really cool. That's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. um, my children had their piano recital recently. All of our kids take piano. And we originally did it because our church sings from hymnals, psalters. So you have to be able to read music. You need to be able to read your part if you're going to participate well. So I wanted them to read music. It's like learning a language. Just here's your notes. Here's your treble clef. Here's your bass clef. Here's what these little symbols mean. Um, anyway, right. so we went to their piano recital. And Georgia now has been playing for, oh my gosh, I don't know, seven years maybe. 
And she's mm -hmm. one of the more advanced students because you'll notice at these recitals, there'll be 40 kids in their first year. And then by the time it gets to upper school, I mean, there's <laughs> herd two, fins. There's two yeah. left, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I told her, like, yeah. it was really fun to get to see her play and get to see her develop in that way. And I just said, you are this close to just getting over that mountain of being able to play whatever you want and being able to teach yourself yeah. whatever music you want. And once you cross that bridge, it's just fun. Like you've done the work. And it made me realize how often do we start things and it's work, 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 but it's so much work that we quit before we get to the point where we get to enjoy what all that work led to. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. Because oh, yeah. it, it does reach a point, not that you ever stop necessarily laboring at it. Anytime she wants to learn a new mm -hmm. piece of music, she has to sit down and put in the work of learning it. But like the foundation, the yeah. muscle memory, the lingo, like that's in her now. But you get to the point where it's like, yeah, where it is, um, it's snowballed. I mean, Amelie is like a classically trained concert pianist beyond her years. And we went to see Elvis when the Elvis movie came out and it sort of opened her eyes to gospel. And she went down the rabbit trail of all these kind of very, very sub characters in the movie and discovered them and that was the year then at the end of that year where I said well Harry Connick's my favorite person in the world want to go to this concert with me and like it's just snowballed snowballed she's in advanced music theory at the local high school she plays she got accepted to like a really prestigious jazz camp uh last summer so she plays piano marimba xylophone drums bass uh guitar right bass yeah upright bass and just bought herself a clarinet just came in the mail today so she's <laughs> she's 15 and she plays eight instruments i mean she's already getting a sound out of the clarinet she's had it 20 minutes yeah and she can get sound out so that's eight instruments at 15 because she practices for hours a day well, you know, and she and also then, just so learned how to read music. In. So it's just the application. Oh, yeah, she can read. Yeah. So she's it's now it's like just snowballed. Now it's right. now the ball is just going downhill and just gaining right. speed the right. whole time. You know, and that's that's yeah. the exciting bit. And our kids also yeah. do jujitsu, all of them. And I've just told them, like, look, I'm, I don't expect you. They all love it right now. I don't expect them to mm -hmm. love it forever. But I was like, you're right. going to get to the point of competency. Because you're going to be these little great homeschool kids who have read Dante, who play the piano, who are purple belts. Okay? You know what that <laughs> makes you? A well-rounded person. Like, makes that you makes you sturdy. <laughs> that makes you interesting. Yeah. And you know what? By God's yeah. grace, I'm going to be able to take you to Italy a time or two. And so you're going to realize that you're actually really, really small. And your little culture is actually really, mm. really small. And there's actually a lot of cool people out there and cool music and cool food and cool landscapes and like your world is not this big you're going to be sturdy and you're going to you know be grateful for where you are and what culture you have and what religion you have yeah. and what family you have but you're going to realize that you are a teeny teeny tiny little cog in a much larger wheel of the world and mm -hmm. you're going to be like a well-rounded, Lord willing, citizen of that world. Mm. 
And yeah, hopefully Love you'll it. be interesting. <laughs> interesting to boot. <laughs> um, speaking of being devoted to speaking things. of Italy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quite devoted to my dry farm wines, which you can try by visiting dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. If you're on Patreon and you see my red chest right now and my flushed face, I want you to know it's not because I'm drinking red wine right now. It's because I was wearing my alpaca sweater and it made me very I was hot. Like, looking at you, I'm like, what Ooh. the heck is going I on? Just was, I'm excited neck. by this conversation and I shouldn't have worn wool. It was just too much. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of being flushed, you know, we do trivia here in the North Woods in the winter. And last night was the first night of trivia. And our team is called 221B Baker Street. That is Sherlock Holmes's address. And we won the first <laughs> round of trivia. What does that have to Juliet, do with mine? Mary Kay. Hold on. Juliet, Mary Kay, and I dominated. We dominated a whole wine bar full of trivia teams what that has to do with wine is because the whole time i was like oh i am either enjoying this way too much or because i was so flushed and i look around at their thermostat and it's set on like 70 and we don't live at 70 degrees here in this house that was just like i look like a beat that's what i feel like right I'm now having so much fun and it's so hot in here i just my my face looked like your neck so um dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. These are your natural wines, so they're not gonna cause a histamine response. They're not sprayed with anything. There's no additives, there's no sugar, there's no yeast, there's no stabilizers, there's no clarifiers. <laughs> These are just natural, beautiful, pressed and fermented wines from all around the world. Dry Farms just finds these incredible organic and biodynamic farms. They bring the wine in a box to your doorstep. It's really, really simple. So they don't force these growers this way or that way. These are just small little growers, little boutique growers that they find who are doing exactly mm. what they want. So they really do the leg work for you. They quality test every single batch. They do such an exceptional job. And this is the time. You have time now to get your order in before Christmas, which I would strongly encourage you to do, even if it's just three bottles of bubbly, give them a try. So you can do three bottles or six or nine or 12. You could do reds or whites or bubblies or rosés, or they also have orange wine on occasion, really wonderful orange wines. So you get to kind of customize it, pick out what you like, have it shipped to your doorstep. And if you use our link, that forward slash homemaker chic, they'll give you an extra bottle in your order for just a penny. Yes. And you yes. don't even have to think about the wonky forward slash. Just go to Instagram and click wine on the oh, red button. <laughs> um, can I tell you something? I yes. would like you to know that I have kind of busted out of my Seinfeld funk, which I have been in for quite a few years now of just rewatching Seinfeld episodes. And okay. I am watching a new show called Elementary. Sherlock Holmes, a new take on Sherlock Holmes. So Sherlock gets into a little drug trouble in the UK. So he comes to New York to start afresh and go to rehab. <laughs> we all know Sherlock has a Wait, cocaine it... problem. Lucy well, Liu yeah. 
plays Watson, which originally I was like, get, get out of here. It's actually really good. I call these gentle murder mysteries. Okay. Okay. The BBC does them really well where it's like, it's not too harsh. Think like Father Brown. Okay. Rosemary and Time. Mm-hmm. They're like gentle murders. Like there's usually no blood involved. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, you don't actually see anything. It's all just like there's like a puff of smoke and then all of a sudden someone's, oh no, they've collapsed on the floor. <laughs> anyway, it's really, I've been really thoroughly enjoying it. It's on Hulu. I don't know if you can watch it other places, okay. but there's like seven seasons and it's called Elementary and it's Sherlock Holmes and Watson. I mean, what's not to love? Who doesn't love Sherlock? Yeah. You would really uh, like I it. I love him, obviously. You would like it. Um, Now I'm like really, really the Benedict Cumberbatch is like my favorite 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 so that's kind of my <laughs> my litmus test for all things sherlock okay i think you should just try will it. i still like it i really did you watch that one does, i did yes of course i did okay um the whole thing like yes and the guy who plays watson in that he was the one who was in the hobbit right um yes yeah what's his name he was bilbo my kids Stuart's reading uh, my kids the hobbit right now and they just can't even take it Every chapter when he stops, you just hear this. Oh, keep going. It's so darling. What a fun book. Mm. What is his name? Martin. Terrible Freeman. movie, by the way. Don't watch The Mar- Hobbit. Boo. Yeah, Read yeah. Read the book. No. Martin Read Freeman. Read the book. Okay. Right. Just watch it. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Okay. I tried I mean, to watch like the, uh, what was the, Enola Holmes, like Netflix, somebody mm-hmm. has like a his like sister. Sherlock's daughter or sister, sister or something. No, it's that's a little her bit apartment more for was teens. cool, like her house was cool, but yeah, yeah, no, it was kind of lame. Yeah, no, just yeah. try it, just try it. Okay, okay, real fast before we keep going on entertainment, maybe for entertainment purposes, you're going to clean your house. <laughs> I like to do that when I was painting Check my ceiling the other day. Messages. What? Check, Check my text, your message. text messages. I put I put my phone on silent because what? Oh, <laughs> Angela has to go to the bathroom. Can you I'm hurry? dying. Can you hurry? So yes. I'll, I'll do the assignment. Yes. I'll do the cleaning assignment while Angela goes. To the <laughs> we run a hard uh, ship around here. Okay. Um, I painted my kitchen ceiling recently. Maybe you guys saw that over on my Instagram. I told you I was going to do it. I did it. I painted it yellow and I'm really happy I did. And Stuart was saying, what is your problem? Why do you do this? Because for him, that's not relaxing. That's a ton of work. For me, I really enjoy it. And so it's pleasurable for me to clean. It's pleasurable for me to take care of ugly things in my house and turn them into something beautiful. And that's what we're doing with our cleaning assignments. So we're going through the complete book of Home Organization by Tony Hammersley, who runs a bowl full of lemons. So last week we assessed our appliances and we sorted them by function. So we're still kind of working through our kitchen, working through our refrigerator, So I'm going to give you a few new assignments to take care of this week, and they're pretty small, so I'm going to give you a couple of them. The first one 
is to keep your favorite utensils handy. So I keep a crock of wooden spoons, spatulas, whisks, those sorts of things within arm's reach of where I prep my food the most. And I actually keep two. I keep a crock full of metal utensils, fish spatulas, whisks, and then I keep a second crock of wooden spoons because I just like the way it looks, 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 <laughs> looks. So keep your favorite utensils handy where you will be able to access them the most. And then the next one is to stow your pots and pans. So I know pots and pans really, they really throw people in the kitchen for storage. I've got mine all, look at my burn, Angela. Look at this. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's nasty. It's like a perfect oil splash. Um, I keep my pots and pans above my oven all lined up so I can grab them really easily. And then underneath one oven is cast iron and then underneath an another oven is stainless steel. Um, how do you organize yours? Do you yours? have storage under both? I do. I just have storage under the one. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I have all my copper above me. Mm -hmm. um, and just the way it's configured, if like the pan, the saucepan is short enough, it's on a hook. If it's not, or if it's a casserole dish or something, it's just sitting on the shelf because it's a big shelf. And then the stock pots or whatever go on the upper shelf. So all my, all my copper's right there. I have a very sentimental what was like top of the line in the 70s stainless steel set that was my grandma's. Um, it has like the little burp. So like when the steam starts mm -hmm. to go, it makes like this very nostalgic sound to me. And I keep those um, all in another cabinet. And I have like, my grandma had all these like felt things in between each one, you know, like nice and fussy, which I love. <laughs> um, and then right my kitchen's not configured like my kitchen is just rigged up for now still so then right right around the corner from my stove there's a closet with no door and that's where my wine rack is and my KitchenAid mixer and um that's where i stack my cast iron so on the bottom shelves of the wine rack is my cast iron and if it's too big then it's propped up against the wall mm -hmm. and again like my kids are cooking you know half as much as i am so it's just got to be where they can like grab it and do sadly they use all my stuff so <laughs> it's got to be right there where they can get it unfortunately so, and then i come out the next morning and my cast iron is just floating in yeah see water. i'm like that's see that's the great. thing like at this point can't. in my career again yeah running basically a cooking school from my little hobo kitchen yeah I've invested in some really nice pieces from vintage copper to my stainless steel pans. Yeah. I'm pretty invested in that shiz staying cared for. Like, I can't afford well, to get it, it. all. I, <laughs> I'm like, I almost, I feel like I almost have them trained, right? I'm like, okay, look, I, I'm not seasoning this pan again. The whole point is like, don't make me start all over yeah. with steel wool and a hot oven, yeah. you know? Um, But I did come out to like, but in all like it's not the end of the world the one they did soak was just this mangy walmart cast iron that's like actually like concave yeah. convex in the middle it's like not very well made at all um but at uh deleron or e deleron or whatever it's called in paris i did buy new knives and i love them I love them so much because I have a huge vintage knife collection. Juju keeps them sharp for me. I oil the handles, blah, blah, blah. Love them. 
but I've never had like new knives ever, aside from like some crappy set from Costco or whatever. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Let's talk about shopping. Shopping online at the new Parisian Farm Girl shop or shopping with me in Paris next year. First things first, have you visited the new Parisian Farm Girl shop? I am now featuring everything you've come to love about Parisian Farm Girl style from plaid to antique transferware dishes. This month, I will be restocking with treasures from my trip to the Paris flea market. So visit every Friday as new items are added from oil paintings to copies of some of your favorite dresses you've seen me wear. And while you're there, you'll also find details on how to secure your place on one of my 2024 trips. In April and October of next year, I'll be taking small groups of people to Paris for the flea marketing trip of a lifetime. But don't wait because some of those weeks are almost sold out. So visit ParisianFarmGirl.com and click My Shop to find beautiful pieces to decorate your home and details about the Paris Flea Market Tours. That's P-A-R-I-S-I-E-N-N-E, farmgirl.com, and click My Shop. Home cooks, listen up. We've all got to cook, and sometimes that's a bit boring and hard. There's no escaping the demands that come from our kitchens, whether we're cooking for one or many. So let's make it fun, nourishing, and delicious. I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community with me, Shay. You can visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you're going to get five whole food, nourishing and inspired recipes each month created from scratch in my own kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Let's talk sexy, simple, luxurious natural skincare. That's right, I'm talking about Tubes & Co. If you think that natural skincare has to come at the cost of results, we invite you to visit tubesandco.com and use their incredible skincare. Use code FALLBEAUTY for 10% off. Emily Toops began this family-run company because she believes that skincare products that nourish and restore can come from simple, wholesome ingredients. That means ingredients like cold-pressed olive oil and organic grass-fed tallow. Emily formulates her skincare with real ingredients without the use of synthetic chemicals, toxins, fillers, artificial colors, or fragrances. Their products are made in the USA and all the ingredients are sustainable and fair trade with transparent and ethical sourcing. Skincare products should nourish our skin without having to impart hormone-disrupting toxins. But don't just take my word for it. Visit tubesandco.com, click the skincare tab, and just read through the raving reviews. Homemakers just like you love the tallow balm, French clay soap, and glow serum. Visit tubesandco.com, shop organic skincare, and use the code FALLBEAUTY for a 10% discount. These people cannot... I'm like, look, you you keep a, like a towel on the counter. If you're going to slice an onion or something with my knife, you wipe it off because they're carbon steel. Yeah. You cannot just let it sit there with moisture on it. 
How many? I, there has been a lot of screaming in the last six weeks since I got back from Paris trying to explain to these people mm. either don't use my new knives or wipe them or off. Treat this them is nicely. why there's a towel right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they cannot have moisture if there's well, and any know, bit of moisture. You, you, know, you look at them wrong and they rust. If you don't know what I'm yeah. talking about, carbon steel, it, it, it has a beautiful patina. They're supposed to look kind of mottled and gorgeous, but you can't leave them wet or else they yeah. rust. When we did our Food Network pilot, they took <laughs> all my knives and gave me all these weird ones. I was like, I can't use these knives. I don't know them. You know, your knives yeah, are got, like... You become really intimate, like, with the way they feel. And, and you, you have like, very specific ones for yeah. very specific things. And they're very like, well, specific. these ones yeah. look gross. And I'm like, no, they don't. They look... They don't look gross. Loved. They look like a they look European <laughs> kitchen. Oh. They look loved. Yeah. yeah. Different aesthetics. But, yeah, you know... It was funny. In Paris, when I bought them... Like, they switched to English. They're like, you know this is carbon steel, right? I'm like, I know. I know it's carbon steel. Thank you. <laughs> I know they're high maintenance. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that can be a deterrent for some people and for others. It's exactly yeah. what they're looking for. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. they were worried that I didn't know what I was yeah. doing. I'm like, no, I got yeah. this. They're so beautiful. That's yeah. really fun. Well, Tony suggests evaluating all of your pots and pans. So pulling it all out, okay. including woks, roasting pans, stock pots, frying pans, really think about each item and decide how often you use it. If it's pretty, but you never use it, put it in the donate pile. I'm not sure I agree with that, Tony. I have some look pots, a few of them. Okay. I don't. You've seen Tony's house. She's more, yes. she's more pragmatic she's more and pragmatic. practical than you and I um, are. Yeah. Uh, if it's burnt, but deeply scratched, it, especially don't use nonstick. Just get rid of them, you guys. Oh my gosh, you guys! I'm gonna put like a link years ago below the show yeah. to Maiden's stainless steel pans. You don't want to. You know what? I've actually thought about doing a video on this, and I'm not sure I'm ready to come out yet. <laughs> not sure I'm ready to come out of the closet. I'm actually preferring my stainless steel a lot more than my cast iron, and I'll tell you why. Because apparently I'm old and my elbow hurts. And so when I have to lift my super heavy cast iron <gasps> skillet, I'm cooking. Oh, it hurts Listen, your tennis everything elbow. I do, I do in a 18-inch yeah. cast iron because it's a family of yes. six. Okay? I'm not using yeah. the cute little one. I'm doing 12 eggs at a time. And it's so yeah. heavy that 12. I find myself going for my stainless steel and maidens like with barkeeper's friend it polishes up mm -hmm. so beautifully if you let it heat up on the over your flame let it heat up before you add your oil it is completely nonstick. no issues yeah, people don't quite understand they don't know how to use whole, like stainless when steel. to heat how to heat they don't know how to use it but yeah, i know it's like know. this whole um, homemaker home city thing like oh we love our cast iron we love our cast iron we love our cast iron like i also love my stainless steel you heard it yeah, I love, I love my, my cast iron, steel. but um, but I'm to the point now where I have to like get a pot holder. That's I what I'm saying. I have to use two hands. I have to now. do two hands because it hurts exactly. my tennis elbow so bad. I went to yeah, the chiropractor absolutely. yesterday, and he was like, "What are you doing to your forearm?" I don't know. He's like, "This Milking is the tightest and then carrying the bucket up to the I house." I have ever felt. I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, chopping, typing, writing milking yeah. chopping some more scrubbing dishes yeah. like which which task would you like <laughs> yeah so they're just so much lighter did, you, did he do that like thing like where they zap yeah and it, it made like, me cry like it just was shooting neurons up my 
Well, that's too higher. Then they no, need no, to no, no. Just it. adjustments. That actually... He adjusted my elbow and adjusted oh. my wrist, and it was like. <laughs> no, mine. He puts these like pads on it. Oh no, not that. And like it makes your mm. Mm. like it makes your it fixes it. It's amazing. Oh, there you go. Okay, maybe I need to find because I had some nasty tennis. You know how I got tennis elbow? I got it six years ago before we moved here from the packing gun, mm. the tape gun. Neat, mm-hmm. neat, neat, and my arms never been the same. Yeah. Mine was from making yeah. sausage when we butchered those three pigs in one day. And my shoulder and my oh, elbow that was awful. have never been yeah. the same ever since that day. And it's something I have to uh-huh. manage now. And like, I love my, I'm just, every time, I mean, I'm not kidding you guys. Every time I bring out my stainless steel pan, I just, there are things I do not take for granted. I don't think I have ever gotten into my bed at night without saying, thank you, Jesus, for this bed. Mm. Thank you for a safe, warm place to be and i i genuinely every warm shower every single shower i'm like i can't believe i get to take a warm shower this is amazing like Mm -hmm. there are certain things that just stick in my mind like that and this might sound so silly but i feel so grateful for my pants they make me so happy (laughs) you know what's really sad is before i had a clue about cooking or anything i don't know 15 years ago 12 years ago like before I really started on like my journey, journey, yeah. you know what I mean? Like to like, how to hold a knife or anything, just anything. Like I just, I could cook, but like whatever. I had two beautiful stainless steel pans from Williams-Sonoma and I murdered them. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to clean them. I didn't know how to heat them before, like you said, heat before the oil. And I got rid of them. I was so mad that when I discovered cast iron, mm-hmm. I was like, well, getting rid of these. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad because they were like really good pants. <laughs> I have shame over a few of the things that I, because I, of my I ignorance, have have ruined. I didn't yeah, know. I, have some I was like, hey, shame. remember it's... that thing? You you didn't do a good job of taking care of that thing. Yeah. yeah. Or just even technique. When I look yeah. back, I'm like, sometimes I, I love my cookbook. I think it's beautiful. I look back, I'm like, Wow, you were just like a little noob, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, bless your mm-hmm. heart. Like, it worked, but bless your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's, that's interesting. Well, there you go, ladies. There's a little <laughs> bit of incentive for you to go and assess your pots and pans. And I would add to Tony's thing, too. Like, if you have a place where mm-hmm. you can store some of your ones, like, I have a huge stock pot. I mean, you could fit a child in that thing. I don't need it every day. Like a tamale pot. Yeah. It's like, put it away. Yeah. yeah. Bring it out when you need it. Like, don't have it mm-hmm. in your kitchen. So I think if I don't touch it during the week, it doesn't belong in my kitchen. It needs to go somewhere mm. else. If I'm using it twice a month, every six weeks, seasonally, it needs to live somewhere yeah. else. So a tub in your garage. It's like a cocktail dress. It doesn't exactly. need to hang in the main lineup. Exactly. Yeah. Tuck it away. Um, I have out. a question for you. Okay. You know what I would love to have? I don't know where I'd put it logistically now that i have my baker's rack uh you did you do downton abbey or no shay part when sybil died i was like you know what no i'm done with this crap i'm too emotionally invested it broke my soul <laughs> she died okay that's like crapping out on like episode three well okay. i don't care. anyways <laughs> made me sad. mrs patmore has like one of those towers that she puts all her cast iron stock pots on like i want one of those towers yes 
Do you know what I'm talking I about? I do know what you're talking about. What are they about? called? And I want one. I don't, and know, I don't want I've, some chintzy one. I want that's the problem. one that could kill a person yeah. if it fell on them. Yeah. yeah. I looked into yeah. them and it was like, oh, the ones that will kill a person, those are like $400. And it was going to hold like three yeah. things. And I'm like, well, I've got like 12 things. Oh. I have six Dutch ovens no, no. in my Hers kitchen. is like, duh, 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 duh. hers is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. Like a Dutch oven pyramid. Yeah. Obelisk. Yeah. yeah. You can find them online, but. I think the most In I've England. ever seen one hold is six. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, I I couldn't justify the space. Maybe I, maybe that was wrong. Mm. Maybe someone can steer me in the right direction. Because the de- I mean Dutch ovens, the cast iron Dutch ovens are heavy. <laughs> They're heavy. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Again, two hands, <laughs> tennis elbow, old lady joints right. here. Right. So something to think about. Right. Because hmm. yeah. Anyway. I could talk kitchenware. I, I really <laughs> right get a little passionate. I when I brought my knives, like I okay, so I I like I was so happy. I went over to the store one day uh, last time we were there, and I just didn't check Google, and they were closed, and I was devastated. And it's just like green and yellow, and the coppers in the window, and you're like Julia, child. This was where she shopped. Mm-hmm. You're just nerding out. I'm like, I, and it's like on a side of town that's like near nothing that I would go to, right? And so then I had to go back the next day, and it was cold and freezing rain. And I had left my, I got my guests all situated at the Eiffel Tower, did their thing, did their champagne. I'm like, okay, now we're gonna all go our separate ways. I am going to the cooking store, <laughs> like, and so it's like I got an Uber because it's just across town. It was just terrible and. They still weren't open. They didn't open till one. So I had lunch at this cafe by myself, waited. I'm picking up my knives. They're like, you know, this is carbon steel. Yeah, it's carbon mm. steel. They like wrap each one in tissue. They put a cork on the end of it and oh, they wrap charming. it in this yellow tape. And when you, what's today? December. When you watch my okay. Christmas tour video, at the very end, I tour my kitchen and I saved the tape like ribbon and it's in my, I have a kitchen tree with copper and forks and knives and garlic heads and stuff in it and so i saved like the little ribbon from the store oh, and put sweet. it in my That's in my sweet. tree um but the family was pretty giddy about these knives because we had this mangy old bread knife and when we got back from paris and i made my first loaf of bread i like cut into it and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like is this I'm, like, everybody get in lives this is how they so seriously the whole family got in line and like everybody cut a yep. slice of bread with this yep. knife they're like this is amazing it actually cuts yeah like because i yeah, yeah so, oh my yeah, gosh that's so great so that's what we're going to be doing for entertainment <laughs> polishing our playing copper our and playing with our sharp and knives our carbon and... steel knives <laughs> <laughs> listening to live music and attending plays i think we're officially 70 nerds <laughs> 70 yeah listening to history podcasts wouldn't, wouldn't that be funny if we got those guys on the show oh it would be a talk about? i would talk to them about the history of homemaking the history of homemaking I would. yeah maybe i'll message them on instagram yeah see if i can get their attention hello I I just fun. I can't imagine the i don't i actually can't decide if it's just a lifetime's worth of knowledge in their cranium or if they do a ton of research oh i think they do because a ton the way of research just, but but if you listen to that fashion one where they're just like making references one says this mm-hmm. and then the other one references that mm-hmm. 
either they have like amazing retention during that research or I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like rolling out. I it's know. incredible. Such fun, good yeah. stuff over there. More all right. Good. Well, we might not have covered all our bases, but hopefully that at least gives you <laughs> go I listen to, to Pink Martini. I think we killed it. Listen yeah. to the rest Napoleon, of history Pink podcast. Martini, Rink, the rest of history. Monte Cristo with me, the Count of Monte Cristo. We'll finish in 2026. Dante, River God and the Seventh Scroll. <laughs> yeah. And organize your pots and pans. <laughs> Makes total sense. Makes total sense. We're doing it for the people, but you're the people too, you know? Well, again, that's what, that's what I said when we well picked this person. subject. I said, it has to also be about us as the homemaker. We can't yeah. just, I don't yeah. want people to feel like we're like the martyr show. Like, let's just serve, serve, serve. Serving is beautiful. Yeah. But when you, when you invest in yourself, it does give you some fuel to go invest in other people. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right, ladies, we're going to be back here next week with the season finale. Boom. Before we take two weeks off for the holidays. So make sure you tune in. And a huge thank you. A lot of you have been sharing Homemaker Sheet podcast with your sister, your mom, friends who you think will like the show. That means a lot to us. And we said this last week, but it bears repeating. Your support of our advertisers means the world to them and it means the world to us. It's what keeps Homemaker Chic on the air. So if you need some last minute sheets, if you need a new rug, if you need some Tubes makeup or whatever it is, go shopping. Lip balm. Lip balm from Tubes. Yeah. yeah. Stocking stuff. Washcloths from American Blossom before yes. your guests come. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Go have fun and we'll see you back here next Monday. You know what I think they should do? Why don't you uh, message us over on Instagram if you have a question or something you want us to close out our season finale there with. We'll make it a uh, a listener, okay, listener supported episode. So you tell us what you want us to talk about, and we'll do it. Send us a direct message over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Okay, there you go, ladies. We'll see you next okay. week. Cheers. All right, cheers. <laughs> <laughs>